Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You owe us the game <laughs> yeah. with the 69th president in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? hello and welcome to the lore boys it's time to do lore and chew ass we're all out of ass (laughs) my name is (laughs) James Miller, and I'm joined with... My name's Ethan Palmer. Uh, bad news, Chief. We're also out of lore. <laughs> what do we do now? Hey. <laughs> I don't know. Vamp for an hour? Yeah, my name's, my name's Peter O'Donohue. So we're out of lore and ass? What about the gum situation? Oh, yeah. I guess we could do gum or whatever you say. Yeah. Chew ass or... <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys couldn't guess already by the title, the the art, and uh, that silly little introduction, we are doing Duke Nukem today. Mm-hmm. To be fair, we could also have been doing They Live, the movie that that line is actually from. Yes, you're right. That, okay. That's one of the references. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, later on, we're going to talk about some of the quotes from Duke Nukem 3D versus Duke Nukem Forever. And... Duke Mookum. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, this is great. Uh, we're a minute in, and I'm already stumbling over my words. So, um, so do you guys know who created Duke Nukem way back when? Like a person or the company? Because I I'm fairly confident on the company. Company. <laughs> it's 3D Realms, right? It is now 3D Realms, but they used to be called Apogee. Uh, so oh, far. okay, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, sure. Real- yeah, you know would know that because they made Prey as well, right? I think oh were- yeah, I- they no, they <laughs> they made the old Prey. I think the new Prey was Arcane. Okay, okay, yeah, me I- thinks. I didn't look into it. I just saw Prey as one of their games. I was like, oh, people know this one for sure. As far as I know, like a lot of those old shooters are all very much like, because a lot of shooters are from like the 80s and 90s, like none of these people have died. So they just like leave studios and bounce around and just all make games together, right? Like Exactly. Uh, If you guys listen to Prey Prey 2006 was made by Human Head Studios, 3D Realms, Venom Games, and Aspir. Nice. But 3D Realms isn't there. Yeah, all these companies are kind of tied into id, like back then, like Doom and Quake and Duke Nukem and all these boomer yeah. shooters are kind of uh, related in one way or another. Um, yeah. Doom, nu- Doom, Nuke, Quake huh? <laughs> yeah, I think if we did Quake, we'd pretty much have covered all of the major boomer shooters. Uh, we even did Heretic and Hexen. Um, so yeah. Quake's well, no, we have to do Wolfenstein. That's the, that's the right. OG boomer shooter. Duke Nukem and Wolfenstein yeah. are related, although I don't really touch on Wolfenstein much in this episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Have we never uh, done a Wolfenstein episode? See, no. I couldn't remember that we did. I was just in the Discord today. I couldn't remember that we did do a Godzilla episode. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said that. I was like, what are you talking about? We did do Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to Google it myself. But I somehow have a memory of 
uh, Wolfenstein. Maybe it was um, in Doom. We talked about Wolfenstein a bit about how the the guy is probably the descendant of what is it? Not Chip's Challenge, whatever the original uh, Commander uh, Keen. Commander Keen yeah. or whatever, how they were all tied in kind of canonically. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of with Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah. Uh, BJ Blazkowicz is a direct descendant. He's the great-great-grandson of Cool Spot, the 7-Up Spot from Cool Spot. <laughs> yeah, from, this, <laughs> from the 7-Up video game, Cool yeah. Spot. <laughs> um, yeah, so in this world, if you haven't ever met Duke Nukem, he's like a cultural icon. He's meant to be the American hero. Uh, he saved the world multiple times from like big cops, evil robots, and even ancient aliens. Wow, okay. And so, sorry, this is at the start of the game, he's already done all these things? No, this is just like, we'll get to him doing it, but he definitely will do all these things. We don't know much about him uh, before the start of the games. Okay, I thought you were saying like he was, like at the start of the game, you're playing like well-established, world-saving hero, Duke Nukem. Uh, If you started... At Duke Nukem Forever, yes, but uh, okay, from sure. before Duke Nukem <laughs> One, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, Forever is Forever, so it's at every point in the timeline. So, right. no matter where you started, it's Forever, right? Just like their development cycle, it was at every point yeah. in the timeline. <laughs> you gotta close the loop, Duke, and then shoots himself in the back of the head, and the game just restarts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the people who made Duke Nukem based him off every cheesy action star that they could think of. Uh, I think the first game was '91, so like all these like. Uh, 80s stars like Schwarzenegger, Stallone, um, John Claude Van Damme, I think would even be in there. Maybe even sure, Steven yeah. Seagal. He looks like Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we're supposed to be in on the joke that he's over the top. Like, he's tongue in cheek being all these things. Like, um, they kind of lose the thread by the time they get to Duke Nukem forever. And he just is like an over the top asshole. But up until this point, he's kind of like making fun of American culture. It sounds like that. Satirizing yeah. if you will. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Duke Nukem has only ever been seen in top physical condition. Uh, so <laughs> there's no, there's no picture like the one of Vin Diesel, like on his balcony, smoking a cigarette where he's just like completely let himself go between fast <laughs> movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Between fast, and... why does he even need to be in top physical condition to drive a car, anyways? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, that's a great little... question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's got his like he's got oh, his shifting arm, right? They're muscle cars, right? Oh, that's how he stays in shape. You got yeah, steering wheel cars a... that are operated by steering wheels. You got muscle, yeah. cars. muscle cars, yeah, yeah, operated by muscles. Yeah, you have uh, feet cars, also known as Fred Flintstones. Yeah. Uh, which are operated by feet, of course. That's for card. And, that's for the Cardi Bros, though. That's yeah, not for yeah, the, yeah. that's not for the juice heads like Vin no, Diesel. No, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, the feet cars are very popular online. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up to our Patreon. Yeah, this podcast powered by feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great because my next sentence is his height is six feet and four inches. Um, very good. Uh, Big that fella. is zero. But not too tall. That's the perfect height. Really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys wanted, were wondering about the conversion, it's .0213 American football fields. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, 190-ish centimeters, I guess. Okay. I don't yeah, know what those like are. But... <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep your commie metric system out of here, Ethan. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Oh, yeah. We're, we're talking Duke Nukem. There's yeah. no, uh, <laughs> none of that commie centimeters out of here. Uh, he, can, he can bench 600 pounds. 
Um, Damn, dude. Which That's in, really good. In football fields, uh, I looked it oh, up. Oh, Christ. And <laughs> football field, they did the math on Reddit. And with all the soil, the grass, the, the posts and everything, uh, it weighs about 2,091,000 pounds. Okay. Um, so he can bench point zero 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 two eight six eight two nine oh nine football fields uh so yeah. not a lot in the football field world but he's strong enough to kick some ass in the games uh, he is stronger <laughs> he is he can bench more than i can so at at time of recording i i'd be if anyone can bench over 600 pounds uh who's listening to this please let us know because i would love to have just one of us that, that are that crazy strong. oh dude somebody could bench all three of us it's true. Duke Nukem can bench oh, all three of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You'd have to wow. you'd have to tie us together. No, we can Or maybe put us all in one big sleeping bag, and then we'd have to be like perfectly rigid. And then you could just like <laughs> What about like one, a really... one clean and press of all three lore boys? What about like a really tight hammock that we could all squeeze in and we just like reside between his face and the bar? Oh, <laughs> yeah. if if our heads were poking out and we wouldn't suffocate, uh one of those like airtight vacuum sealed like uh linen bags. Right. Okay, yeah. Right? Yep. So, But, I mean, the operative word being if we wouldn't suffocate, but vacuum seal does kind of imply. I mean, if you had, like, a like a good little, a good seal around the neck and then just vacuumed out all the air, you could get us in there, like, some decent jerky. <laughs> I'm sure right? this is somebody's fetish. <laughs> this is this has got to be, right? Like, yeah. vacuum sealed corpses. <laughs> if you're about to be vacuum sealed you probably want to take a big breath and hold it until the mechanism's over so you still have room to like move your chest when it's all done because if you breathe out while you're being vacuum sealed you won't be able to like bring it back in you know oh. this is the same defense against an anaconda jamie i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm only i worked at a at like a warehouse once where they had those like big machines that wrap in circles all the cellophane around the boxes and stuff yeah mm-hmm. and i one day on my break was just watching it, wondering if I was in there, what would be the best chance to survive? But I probably wouldn't. I'd probably just die. Yeah, I fucked around with it. Well, I called. I used to call it the mummy machine. Uh, oh, and yeah. we fucked around with it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Usually, usually fights against heavy machinery don't go the way of the squishy human. Right. No. Right. I remember when we used to work in the forest, either you or your brother, Ethan, was in the bobcat, like pretending to fight Andrew. And Andrew's like trying to like punch away like uh, like a <laughs> machine that works with hydraulics. And so I funny. did knock him on his ass with that bobcat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, how, like none of us has ended up on live leak, and I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. So even though he can only bench point zero 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 two of a football field, it's still six hundred pounds. So he can kick some serious ass in the games. Uh, and where strength may fail, he always has marksmanship and demolition abilities. Uh, yeah, thankfully he always has a gun. <laughs> yep. Yep. He is American. Always, always chromed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has like an unmatched proficiency with firearms, explosives, anything from pistols to rocket launchers, uh, shrink rays, alien technology. Uh, shrink rays. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Because his massive hog, sometimes he's got to shrink it down, right? So he's gotten <laughs> pretty good at using it. He has the, a the man so <laughs> the man so alpha. He needs the opposite of a penis pump. Like, <laughs> Wait, I have a quote. Um, like a silencer on the end of it. <laughs> I, I I have the wiki up with all of the, the quotes that he said in game, and I remembered one that based on what you just said, he says, "Size only matters when you're full grown, baby." 
whatever that okay is. yeah <laughs> oh that's good that is a good shrink ray comeback i yep. yeah yep. yeah it's george costanza when he's screaming i was in the pool but it's uh, i had a shrink ray i had a shrink ray <laughs> it's george costanza with the duke nukem hair very yeah, good yeah. image yeah. right that down <laughs> With his shirt off, just standing in a room, kind of shaking his yeah. hands at his side. Yep. <laughs> um, in terms of like personality, uh, Duke Nukem's confidence is his probably his strongest trait. Uh, he's able to like perform inhuman feats of strength through just willpower and aggression. Uh, so there's something okay. in his he, way; he'll just knock it down, kind of thing. He, he's the he's the orcs from 40k. Yep. Yeah. 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 He is. Uh, he loves to crack jokes. There's a lot of jokes, like especially in Duke Nukem 3D. Uh, this is like in the era of like Doom and Quake and things like that, uh, where we have like silent protagonists. Um, Duke Nukem is very much leans into not being silent, and it actually adds to the game rather than taking away from it. Uh, in that era, I'd say not so much in Forever. But, um, yeah, he's mouthy. Yeah, yeah, he, he loves to crack jokes and speak out when something comes to mind. Honestly, if you go back and play these games. Uh, now they're probably a little problematic, especially forever in 2011 when it came out. It's just like missed the mark so much. But even like the <laughs> 1997 version, it, it, you probably wouldn't write things the way you did because there's like a lot of the way he speaks to women and and uh, sex workers and stuff like that. But, yeah, he is a uh, notorious fan of strippers uh, in yeah. the in in that pixel art. <clears throat> yeah, I think in 3D you can actually give money to the to the dancers and they'll flash you pixelated boobs yeah they have they have little tassels on them oh yeah they just have paste yeah liking strippers is canceled now come on yeah come, come on, on. <laughs> liking liking strippers isn't good anymore come on the hooters and on crescent street fucking closed and now this jamie yeah, yeah, god yeah. damn it yeah yeah I think like the first year we did your pod on the podcast, your birthday was at the Hooters. Yeah, yep. yeah, we've definitely talked about that on the show. But as an update, um, uh, my sister and my girlfriend, uh, neither of which are ample of bosom, were just like, "What if we applied for work at Hooters? It'll only take a second because we don't have tits." Ha 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 ha! And I was like, "All right, whatever." Turns out they had a surprise party for me there the whole time, and that's how they convinced me to go inside. <laughs> <laughs> Lure Pete in with the boobs. It works every time. My yeah, sister yeah. has a t-shirt that just says, I don't have tits on it. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's a men's t-shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not for Duke Nukem, though, because nope. he's got those big pecs. Oh, sure. yeah, dude. For sure he'd never fit into that t-shirt. Yeah, so he also, uh, big thing about Duke Nukem is he doesn't pay any attention to his haters. Uh, he knows that his actions speak for themselves, and he has like a ton of confidence. So he's not going to listen to you if you're just talking down to him. Speaking of men's shirts, mine that I'm wearing right now says don't read the comments. So he and I are two peas in a pod, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I look at you, Pete, and wearing that T-shirt, busting it out, if you will, I definitely think Duke Nukem. That guy, uh, yeah. not not for the physique, but for all the you know problematic comments, really. Yes, yeah. yeah. The sexism, mostly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact that you cried whenever you found out that um, strippers were canceled. And <laughs> I get to vote, too. Yeah. Ah! I'll and bring you, it up. You were you were crying so much, and then we were outside, and it was cold. And I was, and you were complaining about the snowflakes, and I was trying to tell you that your tears were turning into snowflakes. And you were crying more because you realized <laughs> you were just creating more of the snowflakes. And, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I can't believe women get to vote. 
Duke Nukem uh, also kind of has some parallels with the last president of the United States in certain ways. Uh, like, okay, yeah, uh, depends on when you're listening to this. Uh, we're we're talking about 45. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you yeah. know which one it is, because it comes up later that the number of presidents in the Duke Nukem world, and I had to look up which one we're on. We're on 46 right now. Yeah, yeah. We are, yeah. Well, oh, I only know I this because we did Metal Wolf Chaos, and that, that guy was 47, and I made all that alternate president history. Yeah, right, right. Right. Yeah. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, it'll come up as we go on. You won't see all the evidence for him being like a president now, but it definitely... Uh, my case will build as time goes. Yeah, I know. I can't, I, the, the, the alpha Chad protagonist would not be too much like Joe Biden, uh, confused and lost all the time. That's not <laughs> the most inspiring protagonist of a video game. Yeah, you pick up the blue key card, but somehow you've lost it by the time you get to the door. Yeah. <laughs> Listen here, Jack. You're going to open up this door. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Duke Nukem has a signature style too. So he always has his sunglasses, red tank top, blue jeans. Uh, sometimes, uh, depending on which game, he has a black combat harness that has like utility pouches for guns, explosives, all that fun stuff. Grenades. Yeah. Rigs and rubbers, bro. That's yeah. it. <laughs> That's all I go into combat with. Couple MGD lights. Hell yeah. <laughs> his hairstyle is platinum blonde, uh, military cut. And he's rarely seen without his favorite sidearm, a gold-plated M1911 uh, marked with Duke's symbol, the Nuke logo. Not to be confused with the Nike logo. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the Nuke logo actually looks like. Is it maybe like it looks like an explosion or it's like a bomb? No, the, the atomic symbol is like those, or like the radiation hazard symbol. It's like the dot in the middle with like the three kind of like pie slices Flower petals, trivial yeah. pursuit oh, with the, yeah. the the points cut off so they don't intersect with the dot and then like the yellow circle good job yeah that's yeah. what i was picturing but calling it the nuke symbols was i i had to think about it i was like what is he talking about? Yeah. yeah i said probably that that was really good pete it's like you've had practice describing stuff through an audio medium when we can't look at pictures before <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so we don't know much about his early life, so feel free to lore boys canonize anything we want to for his childhood as we go on, because um, who's going to stop us? Randy Pitchford? I don't think so. Man. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guys, what if he does, though? <laughs> what if Duke Nukem's finally the episode that cancels us? All those snowflakes that Pete created with his stripper <laughs> tears. His tears over strippers. talking about strippers. <laughs> <laughs> All we know from before the games is that Duke served in the U.S. Army under General Graves. Uh, he ends up, Graves ends up like saving him at the final moment in Duke Nukem Forever, which we won't talk about today. Um, okay. And was stationed in Beirut. And that's where he became friends with Dylan, uh, one of his best friends that comes in and out of the games that we won't talk much about. But for those who play the games, you probably know him. Uh, he met before all of the games. Okay. Oh, Duke, Duke and Dylan. Beirut. What? Well, I said Duke and Dylan, double Ds. Double, yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. <laughs> You're asking why he's stationed in Beirut? Yeah. I don't know. All we know is that he was there with General Graves and that he left the army to work for the CIA, CIA at one point. Okay. Why, why not be stationed in Beirut is my question for you. I don't know if we've ever had a war there. Okay, you say we like we're the United States of America. <laughs> oh, okay, and that's that's true. The, 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 the West, TM, is, also, is more what I meant. You know, like... Stationed in doesn't mean actively at war with. Like, 
I can't. Can, yeah. Like Canada had a bunch of troops stationed in Latvia for the past four years. We're not at war with potatoes. Uh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> Duke Nukem doesn't seem like the type of guy just to be stationed somewhere and not take action too, though. I wonder if uh, Laura on Beirut next week. <laughs> uh, so this, yeah while ethan pulls up the clip uh i'll i'll start with uh, duke nukem one so this is 1991 um this is when we were all just babies like barely born um we there was a fun fact about this game actually when they first released it they couldn't call it duke nukem um because okay. there was an animated TV show called Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Um, sure, what? I, know, I am familiar with Captain Planet, but yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't yet get the link. There's... Oh, Captain Planet is Lebanese, and he was the ambassador, the U.S. ambassador in Beirut at the time. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah put yeah. a big block on it. Big X. No, no, this is uh, Lebanese-U.S. relations will suffer tremendously from you guys <laughs> <laughs> saying that Duke Nukem was ever stationed here. <laughs> Yeah. George H.W. Bush is just like, no, we can't risk it. Don't release Duke Nukem. <laughs> <laughs> so there's already a character named Duke Nukem in this show. Um, Captain Planet, the Planeteers, and it was a bad guy. Uh, he was like had yellow skin and he was a cautionary tale against the nuclear power. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, may, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. This is like yeah. the early 90s, so they're trying Yeah, to... I've never seen Captain Planet, but I know the kids are all identical to the kids from the Magic School Bus, okay. making the Magic School Bus like a prequel. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm looking at a picture of this guy now. He kind of looks like um, the thing from the Fantastic Four, uh, but he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and he's got a mohawk, a red mohawk. Otherwise, very similar to the thing, who's yeah. kind of like rock, made up of like blocks of rock or clay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a villain in that show. Um, so uh, they were kind of worried at Apogee. They're like, yeah, well, if we release this game with the same name as this villain, then maybe we're going to get sued. And this is like our first game. We're not going to take that chance. Um, so they released the game temporarily. Uh, and they just, instead of Duke Nukem, they call it Duke Nukem. They just changed the E to the U. Um Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. And once they figured out there wasn't a copyright on the name yet, they like promptly switched it back. So if you have like <laughs> an original Duke Newcomb, then um, <laughs> that's pretty cool. They're out there somewhere. I mean, uh, Saucy, put them on the board, by the way. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I knew Saucy was counting, but I couldn't help but share this information. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, for anyone I, un unfamiliar. That would be a great uh, uh, name for him to move into sex work as a new uh, person on the scene too, right? Yeah. He's Duke Newcomb. Yeah. 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 Newcomb. And then the, the nickname is, uh, or the title is On the Block. Newcomb, Newcomb on the Block. Lower voice boy band name. Hmm? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. All right, Saucy. And that's all you get for the next like 10 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. You can't hold it in that much, man. It's not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Duke Nukem is a side-scrolling shooter. So it is like Commander Keen, if you've ever played it way back when. It wasn't an FPS when it first started in 91. Uh, it's like a platformer. You have like a little rocket launcher and you shoot at stuff. Um, the game's released in 91, but takes place in the future world of 1997. 
Um, oh no! Okay, yeah. <laughs> the distant future, the year two thousand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and the main bad guy uh, used to be a scientist named Blunderwitz. Uh, so. <laughs> Very flattering name. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if great name though. What's the name of the Wolfenstein guy? Uh, Blaskowitz. Blaskowitz. This one's the Blunderwitz. Maybe it's like making fun of Blaskowitz. Yeah, it's yeah. the protagonist or the antagonist. The antagonist pretty pretty easy. It's just Hitler. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adolf Blaskowitz Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> So this Blunderwitz, he messes around with radiation a little too much. Uh, now he can be described as the radia- radiation lobotomized madman who wants to take over the world uh, by the name of Dr. Proton. Oh, Dr. Dr. Proton. Rot. Yeah, he's like shown off in like a cut scene. In, in 1991, a cut scene is just like a pixelated picture of Dr. Proton with like letters next to him reading what he said kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think he has like a red face with like a metal plate on it or something. I'm not looking directly. He does have a red face with a metal plate and he seems to be wearing like medieval chainmail and like medieval plate shoulder guards. <laughs> it's a very odd choice. I will say Maybe Duke Nukem lead. in the original Duke Nukem in the original as well. Uh very like completely red skin and like a pink vest yeah. with a white t shirt underneath. That was the wow. only version of the game where he had a pink shirt instead of a red one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's quite an old game. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any experience with it. I played a lot of Duke Nukem Two. Uh, I think my mom got my mom got it for us somehow because it was just on our family computer. It was probably shareware. Like, oh uh, yeah, I, I know that that's <gasps> what they operate. What I played? Um, I've I've played Duke Nukem 3D, like the first 3D one, because I was on my neighbor's PC, and then like for shits and giggles, rented Duke Nukem Forever at Blockbuster uh, after its millennia of troubled development right yeah i i uh i've played duke nukem 3d which i think i probably rented from the local video zone cool yeah and shareware do you guys remember what shareware is it comes up every time we talk about these old boomer shooters yeah it's like the first chunk of a game is free and it's just on a floppy disk or whatever and then uh the company will mail it to you and then if you like it you can pay them and whatever they'll mail you the rest you you mail them your cereal box tops or some shit exactly Uh i was thinking the same thing it's um it's just you get the first level or the first two levels you get addicted you mail in your money they send you the rest of the game and uh yeah it was actually really successful um that was like a great way because especially in 1991, if you had a computer, you were like kind of one of the first people to have a computer. So to, if you show that what the game can do and then people give you the money rather than like, like people have probably didn't have the best idea of what could happen on their home computer and they probably wouldn't throw their money at it first until they could see. Uh, it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm also sure like, I'm sure computers in 1991 cost like $200, but adjusted for inflation, that's probably like three grand or something. Yeah. So they're probably like relatively much more expensive. And I guess 91, you're still like inputting things in DOS, right? Because Windows 95 isn't a thing yet. So uh, it's a lot of, a lot of work and a lot of investment. If you want to like, if you have no idea what a game is about, there's no games journalism yet. There's no YouTube with the demo. So it's just like, yeah. Yeah, you're taking a shot in the dark, and here's another ninety bucks to to take yeah. a chance on something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, Scott Miller, I believe his name was, who worked at this company, and he's the one who actually... of Miller Genuine Draft. Damn, what? that's why. That's why uh, of Miller Genuine Draft. That's why Duke uh, Nukem drinks it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. He's like, I think he's the guy who founded uh, Shareware. This is why they had so much money um, to dump into like 15 years of developing a game that was bad. Uh, because they made a lot of money in the early 90s. So, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Did the smart thing, which was invested properly and not in something stupid like crypto or whatever. <laughs> and then, uh, they actually managed to like pull it off in the end. <clears throat> I just spent $300 million on a gif of Lola Bunny. <laughs> Gonna be rich, I'm telling you, in the metaverse. <laughs> Lola, Lola Bunny farting into her basketball shorts. It's like $300,000. Okay, on to some other evil. Uh, Proton, uh, Dr. Proton, <laughs> he's using his army of tech bots. Uh, they're advanced mechanized killing machines designed for the singular goal of annihilation. Annihilation. I had an aneurysm there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this first target to take over the world, uh, Dr. Proton, was to target Earth's largest city. Uh, I looked up what this would be in either 1991 or 1997. It's based is it in 1997, like Mumbai? but written in 1991. Not Mumbai. Uh, is it in India? No. Is mm. it in China? Is is it Los Angeles? <laughs> it's based on or population. Based on population, if that helps. That's what. That's why I was guessing because of the most yeah. populous countries on Earth. Is it right. LA? Yeah, I guess. Is is Ethan's guess? Tokyo, Japan, and I think Tokyo, Japan, oh, still Tokyo. is yeah. by population the biggest city in the Could world. Could be. Huh. Yeah, I looked it up today. <clears throat> and Tokyo, like New York, was right was right up there, right before Tokyo. I think until like the sixties, seventies, and then Tokyo surpassed and. Uh, I think is now still the biggest city in it game. Just took off. It's called yeah. So Tokyo, Tokyo is yeah uh, as of 2018. Uh, then it's Delhi in India, Shanghai in China, Sao Paulo in Brazil, Mexico City in Mexico, Cairo in Egypt, which is a, a surprising one. Yeah. Mumbai, Beijing, Dhaka, Osaka, Japan, and then New York at number 11. Only 18 million in New York, or 18.8 million. Huh. 18.8 million in New York City means we're living in Canada with 37 million people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the city in the game is actually called Shrapnel City, but it seems to be based on Earth. So it could be that Tokyo, after being bombarded by a bunch of evil robots and American government fighting back, it turned into Shrapnel City. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All um, those, all those shuriken, all those shurikens that they leave just lying around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you set off a couple explosions in there and yeah. you get to earn a nickname like Shrapnel City. One thing leads to another, yeah. <laughs> like like it's like un unsupervised barrels of nails all over the place. Just like, <laughs> oh, we should have known. <laughs> uh the US military was doing its best to fight off the technobots, but they failed at just about every turn. Uh so as a final resort, the CIA hires Duke Nukem. To stop Doctor Proton's plans, I really wish okay. that's how the actual military worked. <laughs> <laughs> you there, tall guy with a good bench press. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want to come work for the CIA, kid? We'll have you top in Venezuelan governments in no time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get out of Beirut and into the action? We'll yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sick of Beirut. We're not even at war with this country. <laughs> uh, so there's three episodes in the first game. Uh, you probably got the first one, Shrapnel City, as the the freeware or the shareware. Um, and then you're a, you're in the 
devastated city. You blast your way through the streets with all the bots. Then the next two is the mission moon base. So you follow Dr. Proton to his high security moon base where all the technobots are created and experiments carried out. And then uh, the third and final chapter, Dr. Proton um, is starts fleeing from um, Duke and goes into the time machine and Duke goes after him. So they go through a different time periods and fight across time. Duke ends up winning and making it back to his original timeline. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Thank, Thank God. God. Back in 1991 or whatever. <laughs> 97. Yeah. 97. 1997. Yeah. Distant future. Fused. Still, still two years for my anniversary for my millennium party. Yeah. <laughs> I could keep planning. Um, so now Duke becomes a celebrated worldwide uh, as the hero of Earth. And it's around this time that Duke uh, is recruited by the secretive Earth Defense Force and starts his nationwide uh, burger chain called Duke Burger. Right. <laughs> you just you get given a job by the UN to like protect Earth from interplanetary threats, and you're like, too busy, got to open a burger chain. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's like there was like a McDonald's in Kabul, so like that's kind of a regular thing that the government would invest in, right? <laughs> uh, sometime after defeating Doctor Proton, Duke also began uh, writing his memoir uh, titled "Why I'm So Great." <laughs> Sounds about right. And it's a book about all his heroics. Um, yeah. So he goes on to a talk show uh, in Neo Los Angeles in the I, in the early '90s. I don't know who the talk show would be with, like Regis Philbin or something. Larry King. Larry King. Oprah's Probably. been on TV since like the '80s. He loves Oprah. Actually, there's a quote. Oh, okay. find it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, when he gets the bee gun as one of the uh, optional weapons. It's just he's got two little mini Oprahs just throwing bees at everybody. Just, saying, yeah. you, get a bee, you get a bee. So uh, from the wiki of uh, wikiquote.org slash wiki slash Duke Nukem, uh, there's only one quote from the original game. And it's, you're wrong, Proton Breath. I'll be done with you and still have time to watch Oprah. So oh, <laughs> good, yeah, nice. He likes it. I remember Oprah was always ending when I was getting home from elementary school and high school. So I think she's on at like three. Oh, so he got Eastern. home early. Yeah, exactly. So he did like that. That that boss fight has to take place at like eleven, and he just took care of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dick Kickham always gets home by five. Yeah, uh, it was a it was a brunch boss fight. You know, right. that's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's for uh, millennials basically. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so while presenting his book on a talk show in Neo Los Angeles, uh, Duke becomes kidnapped by an alien race known as the Rig Rigelitans. Uh, and that starts us <laughs> off for Duke Nukem 2. But I think it'll be a good time uh, to take a little break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yellow, welcome back. Uh, we're on to Duke Nukem 2, the 1990. You should have said Duke to come. Like uh-huh. Duke to come, huh? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Which could, which could either be like a, a pun on Duke Nukem 2, or you could picture uh, Peregrine Tuke from uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy as Duke Nukem. I was so, thinking Duke Nukem wearing a knit cap that we here in Canada call a toque. A toque. Okay, that also works. Yeah, works on works on three levels. Should have called it Duke Threecom. <laughs> Took me once, Duke on me. Stop asking people to duke on you. Stop asking people to duke on you on the podcast, please. I, I won't. Okay. <laughs> whatever, whatever uh, ad just played. You're welcome. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Immediately from your pro- your product is Jamie asking our listeners to duke on him. <laughs> duke, duke me twice, duke on you. So, what was I oh, saying? Oh, yeah. That's Uno true. reversed me. Yeah. <laughs> so, like any good villain in fiction, um, the Rigelatin, R I G E L A T I N, Rige Latin, Rigelatin, Emperor. So, spell it one more time. R I G. Just write it in chat. <laughs> R I G. No, because you got to do it for the listeners at home. E. Oh yeah. E. Latin. Oh, Rig Latin. No, <laughs> yes. Rig-a-latin. My first thought. Rig Latin. Yeah. I'll just call them the rigs from now on. Rigolat, yeah. I should have been the. We should have had like a little Vanna White sound effect going off in the background. <laughs> yeah. R S T L N E. Ding 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 ding. Uh, I'd like to solve Pat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. here. It's I'm rig- here to eat ass and chew bubble gum. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like any good villain, they capture Duke and they put him down while he's all tied up or whatever in this cell, and they tell him the entire plan that they have before uh, actually doing the plan. Uh, so like, so like any, like any good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now that we finally have you, we saw that you could handle all the technobots on Earth and saw your enormous potential. So we decided we are going to steal your brain. <laughs> our, our plan is a twofold one. First, we shave off the asses of every human being on Earth. Second, we uh, chew up the supply of the Earth's bubble gum. <laughs> what will you do, Nuke? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they were going to steal his brain to basically mass produce him into their aliens or somehow or just steal his 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 good brain thoughts and, and turn it into a weapon. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean if you could if you could condense Duke Nukem's brain, his his genius brain into like an AI, you could probably just like have a good template for all your killbots. Right. <laughs> yeah. We'll take your brain and use it to uh, extract all your confidence. Then finally, someone will go on a date with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so while waiting for his decerebration, which I think is taking out your cerebral stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, Duke uses a gadget called an explodomoral, a uh, molar explodomolar to uh, okay. break through the bars. Which is it like a secret tooth? Yeah, so he's, he's got the cyanide tooth that the CIA has. That he <laughs> what is a grenade? Yeah, but it's just yeah, like a 
What it, what is it like a thermite bomb or whatever that yeah. could just like burn through <laughs> yeah. a safe? Yeah. He's got yeah. a bunch of them. He's got one like a little Tabasco sauce just in case his food isn't seasoned enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah and he's he, got a bubblegum tooth. So he's never had a bubblegum right. until he is, at which point he has to kick ass. Right. Yeah. No hard candy for him because it'll yank out his grenade teeth. Yeah. Uh, that's, why he's, <laughs> that's why he's a gum guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, like, does he like pull the tooth out and use it to blow up the bar? Or does he just like turn his head sideways and bite the bar? And, and then that explodes Ooh. and opens up. That's how I, like I was picturing it. I think it's the second one. Okay. Yeah, I was actually picturing the second one for sure. His rock solid jaw would obviously absorb the force of the impact, and right. he would he would be totally fine just by detonating an explosive inside his own mouth. Yeah. He'd probably have like a manly belch afterwards. You know? <laughs> oh, he'd burp out a little black smoke. Yeah. He's yeah, got yeah. the OSHA approved uh, sunglasses that are also work glasses too, in case. Uh, yeah. The yeah. Exactly. Debris and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what's cool, kids? Being OSHA safe. <laughs> i lift my containers slowly and responsibly yeah yep. if it's too heavy i get someone else to help me pick it up <laughs> <laughs> lift with your legs uh, just because your boss says to do it doesn't mean it's right like, <laughs> all right man i wear high visibility when i'm biking at night <laughs> sure I could I could destroy all the killbots sent to destroy Earth, but even I wouldn't operate a forklift without a license. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so our man uh, turns his head sideways and chomps his way through uh, the prison bars on an alien ship that he's on, or he's not on the alien yes, ship yet. He um, finds he's a gun. In the alien clinic where they're going to take his brain out, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. And he finds a gun uh, directly outside the bars because. Duke Nukem Lloyd. Yeah. Be yeah. Believed it into existence. We have studied the humans extensively. We know they have no such capability to bite through metal bars. We will just put his belongings just outside his cage. <laughs> 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 yep. Uh, so from there on, uh, kind of video games happens. Um, he fights across the surface of Rigel and destroys an energy reactor for one of the planet's cities. Oh, Rigel. Uh, it's it's Rigel, I think, because that's where the aliens in... It's from Star Trek, I want to say. Rigelians. But uh, I know it from The Simpsons. Kang and Kodos are Rigelians. They, they they come from Rigel 7, which I don't know if it's a real planet, but that uh, it would make sense. That's a, if that's a reference to Star Trek, it makes sense that it would make its way into Duke Nukem as well. This game is, like, full of references, so it would make yeah. a ton of sense for it to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Loreboy's guess, I'm going to say... Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's my answer i'm not going to canonize that one but uh yeah, yeah star, star trek charts rigel 7 was the inhabitant seven planet of the rigel system in the alpha quadrant there you go. Cool. So it was originally from star trek and then eventually the simpsons cool. yeah okay makes sense so he uh blows up uh, a reactor it pretty much levels the whole city then he goes under does the... he bite through that too or yes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that... That uh, uranium bar that comes off the back of Homer Simpson's back. It was just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, he went yeah. bit right onto that. Don't, uh, don't worry, babe. Let me just bite through this thermonuclear device and save the city. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't die, but he does develop mouth cancer. It's, it's pretty <laughs> That's why his voice is like that. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the... What is it? Laryngectomy or... Uh, yeah. Not to worry. He had his chemotherapy tooth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you see this tooth, babe? Hot sauce is my food. This one makes me sick. It makes my hair fall out. <laughs> Don't get your wires crossed. <laughs> you got to stay cool under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes through this whole underground system, eventually comes back out of uh, the underground system, just seeing like the alien mothership about to take off. He runs and like barely gets onto the back end of it and climbs his way up. Does he use a grappling hook tooth? Like, shoots it out to, like, <laughs> wrap around the ramp on the end? <laughs> he's just Inspector Gadget, but everything is a tooth instead of a yeah, okay, yeah. He's, just, we, he's, just got, yeah. he's just got dentures where, it's like, every single one is a different gadget. Exactly. So we have the we have the first uh, Duke Nukem's childhood lore boys canon, right? Which is that his dad was a maniacal dentist. And, <laughs> yes. you know, Beautiful. Prob- probably had a moment where Duke was, like, 12 or 13, and his dad got either arrested... Or we'll say assassinated by the CIA, maybe, because that, that's like a nice little uh, ironic twist to it yeah. um, for, for being a maniacal dentist. And then Duke Nukem ends up in the uh, foster care system, and that's what drives him to a life of, of military service, right? Yeah. That, like, that stability uh, that he was missing. I His like dad the was the top it... dentist in Beirut, and anybody getting that <laughs> amount of power in a foreign country has got to get taken out to the CIA. That's that's why the CIA took him <laughs> down. Exactly. I like that he's like inhumanly confident. So maybe his dad like drilled a little too deep and it hit a nerve that like caused a brain reaction. That like wherever your confidence meter is, you know, it just like, yeah. like you know when people get like head injuries and their personalities completely change. Yeah. Might, yeah. Oh, uh, oh sorry, son. I drilled so far into your gums. I hit your frontal cortex. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's got a, he's got a, what do you call it? A grappling hook in his teeth, man. You got to roll that up that somewhere. That is true. Yeah. That is true. That is true. <laughs> it's like a needs a lot of space. Yeah. And and There's now an empty son, spot where your pussy used to be, son. Yeah, now you're yeah, like yeah. way more confident. Yeah. And now, son, I'm installing a radio transmitter, which will uh, send out a signal of communist propaganda to all the local people. Like <laughs> knock on the door all of a sudden. <laughs> one sec let me just get that door then we'll get back to your operation son <laughs> imagine shooting a grappling hook if there's no mechanism to come back in like he has to like pull his ear over and over again to get it all the oh, way yeah, like, yeah. like a winch <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not my ear i got a winch babe yeah so he finally makes it to the alien mothership this is where the final boss is like big alien is um so he fights us all the way to the cockpit uh, and destroys the commander, putting an end to their threat. This was a pre-9-11 alien cockpit. So uh, if it was afterwards, maybe he wouldn't have been able to fight his way through and the aliens might have won. But um... They'd never let him on a plane with teeth like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pre-9-11 cockpit, yeah. It's just like a curtain. You can just push it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those sliding like Japanese doors, you know, that's yeah. just made of paper. Yeah. <laughs> Jadeeds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paper with debris in it from Debris City, I guess, or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Shrapnel City. Shrapnel City, yeah. yeah. Debris oh. City. <laughs> the, the the beads are nice because uh they they would function also as like a, a tiltometer, right? It would right. show you like the tilt of the airplane. Yeah, they don't need a tiltometer. Like, the instrument's called a tiltometer. They, they don't need a tiltometer in front of them. They just have a rear view mirror so they can see the door behind them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll notice a little bit of turbulence here. Uh, get my co pilot to keep an eye on the beads. Uh, a tiltometer or tilt meter is a sense of incl- inclinometer designed to measure very small changes from the vertical level. Oh, cool. That's but a lot of jargon. I love that. Usually not used in planes, used in uh, like engineering 
Okay. So like leveling ground and stuff. Okay. okay. So that measures vertical levels. At the end of this horizontal level, Duke is now in the cockpit and he has one. And he is in charge of the ship and he's looking at Earth from, from space. And he's, he contemplates taking it over as King Duke. He's like, I could be King Duke. He's like, nah, that doesn't sound right. And then he comes back <laughs> What if he was like the cousin of a king? Then he could be Duke Duke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If he was a big dog, he could be Marmaduke. Oh man! <laughs> then he he would have been he would have duked you twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, this leads right into the next game as he comes and brings down the ship. Uh, probably one of the greatest of all time Duke Nukem games, and it's Duke Nukem 3D. Hell yeah, dude! Before jumping into the lore, like just have to say this game in 1996 was, I don't know when Doom and uh, Quake came out comparatively, but when this game came out, it was like the best graphics, the best gameplay, like Duke Nukem 3D when it came out was like the peak of FPS in 1996. Doom was definitely before that. Uh, Quake Doom was, was 1993, Quake was 1996. 96, so at the yeah. same time as, uh, yeah. the same year as Duke Nukem. Okay. Yeah. So maybe Duke came out a little bit before or something. Because I know Quake is really, um, like... Um, yeah, Do Doom was 93, so... Yeah. I don't know when Doom 2 came out. As Mine someone who beat Quake for the first time, Quake Remastered, recently, that game is full 3D with, like, models. Right. Uh, so it definitely does look worse than Duke, because Duke is still, like, good sprites. So it does have a lot more detail. Right. Uh, there's a lot of, like... Uh, weird beige and people look that make like kind of look like they're made of sandwich meat in quake uh it rules don't get me wrong but um artistically i think duke nukem holds up way better now okay. that would <clears throat> it. it was like the best like the the engine was created by like some 19 year old kid they found in new jersey like uh, beautiful brossard <laughs> was just like this kid there, there's something about him get him in we'll give him a job we're gonna make a great game Is that the build engine i think it's the build engine yeah yeah That's yeah yeah they ended up trying to use it for forever, but then like trashing it just because they took so long to, to make a game that like yeah. their engine could just never keep up with the release date. Uh, yeah. Um, Duke came back to earth um, just to be shot out of the sky by a new race of alien invaders. So right as he beat the old aliens, he came home and there's new ones. Cause oh. the CIA can't handle the aliens for like an afternoon while Duke is in space going yeah, through yeah. the lead curtain of an alien spaceship. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Apparently there's a lot of extraterrestrial life uh, in their version of the world compared to ours. Um, yeah. But so what were these aliens after you might ask? Uh, it was the babes. I know the plot of this one. You do know the plot of this yeah. one. They came to earth to abduct yeah. all the women, of course. Yeah. Uh, I like how the, the, uh, like all the developers hit puberty so at some time between Duke th Duke Two and Duke Three, yeah. so it just went like wildly like Full like horny. way off the bro scale. It got yeah, way yeah. too horny like, yeah. <laughs> like between games. I do. I, I mean, I like the idea, and maybe this is Logos Canon that uh, they weren't abducting the women, but just saving them from a world where a man like Duke Nukem is, you know, deified. Oh yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> just like the women were desperate to get out of there, and they were like, "Finally, the one guy who could stop the aliens is gone. He's in outer space. Let's get all the all the babes out of here." And Duke Duke comes down, goes into a blind rage, and just starts killing. Yeah, well, it's funny you mention that all the aliens are wearing white suits of armor as well. So, um, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> they're all white knights. Yeah. White suit of armor. The odd pig alien will have a fedora on. It's, right. uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you do know about the pig aliens too. The 
So the these aliens they transformed the Los Angeles Police Department into an army of mutant pigs to do their bidding. Yeah, uh, that didn't take a lot of work. Pig nope. pigs, yeah, exactly. Cop cop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, video games happens, um, and you just follow the missions laid out by the Earth Defense Forces. There's a lot more here than the previous games, but you eventually defeat the alien invaders and destroy like a huge portion of their forces. Uh, the okay. I, Guess the notable ones are Cycloid Emperor. It's a guy with a bunch of eyes, an alien queen. It's just an alien lady. Um, I remember nothing but uh, ladies moaning on a payphone. That's the only thing I remember from uh, Duke Nukem 3D. So you could, yeah, yeah, you could do that. I know you there could. was a lot of stuff you could interact with. Like yeah. you could like walk into a bunch of different rooms and like play with a lot of the furniture and stuff yeah. that's lying around. And of course, see the pasties on a on a you know PG PG 13 stripper. Yeah, as well. It was very, like, immersive for that day and age, like, where the only way you can interact with the world is, like, shooting. Um, to be able to, like... I think you'd even go up to a pool table and, like, knock all the balls away and things like that. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. But what they kind of took that and ran with it in Duke Nukem Forever and just kind of made it take away from the game's plot rather than add to it. But we'll get to that soon. Uh, so in the peaceful years after the alien invasion of Earth... Uh, Duke enjoyed his hard-won fame uh, to its fullest. He became a successful businessman and a celebrity multimillionaire. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. He I got see it. where he... we're... I, I, now I see where we're getting back to Joe Biden. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, got, he got his, uh, he got his um, burger chain, uh, which doubles as a, a dentist office for everybody. So there's just like scalpels and picks built into the burgers so that while you're eating it, it's cleaning your teeth and shredding your gums for you. Yeah. Um, and he made it, it made millions on it. So can I get a double bacon cheese, but with no floss? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like the condiment dispenser is just Duke Nukem's head and you have to press different parts of his face and they come out of different teeth. Like that's yeah. my relish tooth. <laughs> that's my mustard tooth. Like ketchup tooth. Uh, ketchup tooth. Yeah. Uh, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the toothpaste tooth, of course. Of course, yeah. yeah. A, tooth, a toothpaste tooth would be very handy though, because it's be. where it's got to be, right? That's the that's the one tooth that's not out of place in there. You think it's like self cleaning? He has like a self cleaning like little car wash going on in there. Well, I assume he has a toothpaste tooth and a toothbrush tooth. So yeah. Ah, yeah. So like <laughs> slide his jaw back and forth to get a good, a thorough clean. <laughs> Thinking like a self cleaning oven, it just heats up real a lot. Like, what if we if we get self cleaning mouths? Maybe we could just put ovens in our mouths so we could do all the cooking. You just Put a little quail on your tongue, and, and that's why you don't have to you don't have to brush your teeth after you eat the uh, frozen pizza too fast because you you've burned all the bacteria out of your mouth. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I always smoke a menthol cigarette when I'm done eating, just to get, get all the really freshens the place up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he becomes. You guys, you guys know a fun fact about menthol cigarettes? They're not more nicotine in them, but menthol is a vascular dilator, so it opens your blood vessels, and you actually get more nicotine because your oh. blood takes in more uh, per puff because of the menthol. Huh. Oh, you go. cool! For all the stoners out there, you should eat some Vicks Vapor Rub before taking those dank hits. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord Voice does not condone the eating of Vicks Vapor Rub. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure it's just petroleum jelly, and I'm pretty sure you'd be fine. But I'm it's not going to say it on air. Petroleum jelly and eucalyptus, frankly, if like I've smeared it all over my face and like it used to decongest me as a child, like you know, you've got it on your lip to yeah. like kind of clear yourself out. If you can put it that close to its child's mouth before bed, there's no way it's poisonous, but don't eat it. 
<laughs> I saw like a weird thing about my ears. And at one point, like whenever uh, I had an ear infection, my stepmom put Vicks Vapor Rub in my ear. She said, this is like going to fix it. And all it did was that just is... clog my ear. <laughs> Wildly wrong. It clogged That's my poor. ear. So I couldn't hear out of it. And she was just like, uh, like you're just being a pussy, basically. And I'm like, no, I can't hear out of my ear. <laughs> And then and then she said, I'm taking your sisters to the ball and you have to scrub all my floors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my, I still have a weird thing about my ears too. So right. Don't mess uh, Yeah, Jamie's, <laughs> Jamie's waiting for his glass Q-tip that a Prince Charming will bring and, and slot <laughs> perfectly into his ear. That's just right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, our, our I man... guess also the lower boys don't condone putting Q-tips in your ears because I think that's a thing that you're not supposed to do. I think you're not supposed to do that. I do use them after I shower, though. I think that the secret is, like, you got to do, like, a twisting movement, like, pulling out. And don't just, like, jam in the whole way. Like, yeah. I think there's a good way and a bad way. And no one really tells you how to use these things. There uh, is. Yeah, like, what's what's with algebra? Just yeah, show yeah. me how to use a Q-tip. <laughs> Christ I've, I've, been, I've been to an ear doctor in the last year, and he was like, yeah, don't do it. So uh, I'm going go, right. to go with him, not you guys. No but offense. I, I we, we had different, like, symptoms. I've used them my whole life, and I've, like, never had, like, an issue. You had issues. Maybe he's like, all the people who have issues, they don't know how to use them. So this guy's an idiot. He shouldn't use them, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> he did, he did keep continuously call me an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He kept, oh, he kept talking about what a what a fucking dummy I was when I was sitting yeah. in the chair, but not like to my face. But it was like, hey, doc, I got a blocked ear, and I think he thought when he walked to my right side, I couldn't hear him because yeah. my ear was blocked. Right. That makes um, sense. But I was faking symptoms to try and get on disability, of course. Um, uh, yeah. Impacted he, ear disability. Yeah. I get a scribbled in crayon note for my employer. Ethan can't come to work today because he has too much wax in his ears. <laughs> hey, that'd be an OSHA violation. You you need to be able to hear clearly so you don't get hit by a forklift, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. Well, all these all these motherfuckers driving around with no license. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, our our, our boy is a celebrity multimillionaire. Um he has now living in a penthouse of uh, the Lady Killer Casino that he owns in Las uh, Vegas, Nevada. And uh, he continues to operate his booming um, restaurant chain. Duke so, Burger. Yeah, Duke Burger, man. Now, Dukey Duke, Burger. Duke Nukem Forever happens in this time. Uh, but we're not going to cover the plot. Uh, it's much too long and the game's much too bad. But we're still going to talk a little bit about uh, how we got there. Um, we're running a little bit long, but it's okay. Um, with the president, oh, the president actually dies in Duke Nukem Forever because he's an asshole and like conspires with aliens and lets them come in for some personal gain. Um, okay, yeah. So when highly right. fictionalized that a politician would betray the people that they work for for yep. personal gain, but yeah, sure. never. <laughs> so with the president dead, uh, Duke announced his candidacy for the 69th president of the United States. Hell yeah. Dude. Yeah. So there must've been a lot of time lost whenever he went up to space and came back. Like maybe there was some like, uh, like relativity going on there. Cause we're at what? 46. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 46 right now at right, a yeah. time of recording. Yeah, so they got all the way to 69. Or maybe there's a huge turnover. Um, a lot of alien invasions. People just keep having to true, step yeah. it down. Yeah, that's again. true. <laughs> I, I, I would love to see the face on the on the person that wrote that. It's just like, man, <laughs> 69th president. 
like, <laughs> everybody in the room is just like, yeah, it's great, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, the game's been in development for like 19 years and they're just yeah. all exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> all exhausted, chained to their desks. Yeah, <laughs> at Gearbox in Texas. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll talk a little bit about the Duke Nukem Forever and uh, how it like was supposed to come out but didn't come out. Uh, just because... If you look up Duke Nukem to this day, its legacy really is the failure of Duke Nukem Forever. So it yeah. wouldn't be a full episode if we didn't at least touch on it. Um, sure. Uh, so it took 15 years from 1996 to 2011 for them to create this game. Uh, George Brossard was the creative director. Um, and he's still riding the hide of Duke Nukem 3D. It's best in its class. They're like, we can be the best... Uh, game creators so let's be the best ones um so they kept adding things into the game kind of like i mentioned before they had a pool table in the old one so they're like let's put a fully functioning pool table in the new one uh, let's put uh beads in the the cockpit that move exactly when you go through them like let's, uh, <laughs> like they just keep adding these silly gimmicks that weren't really essential for what made duke nukem fun and yeah it like i played them. forever and there's like a whiteboard with a marker that yeah. you can just draw on for some reason and in something like half-life alex where you have like almost one-to-one vr hand control it's right. cool but like when you're trying to like draw a cock with an xbox 360 controller like why is this here yeah <laughs> yeah uh they're like struggling. i mean like like i've drawn cocks with my xbox 360 controller before <laughs> but it's in online multiplayer lobbies where other people can appreciate the girthiness right. yeah, not yeah, in yeah. a single player experience like with the bullet decals in halo or what am like, i drawing dicks like, for myself like come on that was something <laughs> in the 15 year time frame too where they're like oh people are doing multiplayer now we better put multiplayer into it uh, that was another thing that like set them back and they, I mean, yeah, so, like, those mid-aughts was, like, peak, yeah. like, first-person shooter multiplayer, right? Like, that was, like, the advent of COD, of Halo, of, like, all those games. So, like, I kind of get that, which I am really appreciative now that, like, there's a lot of single-player focus coming kind of back into the, the industry. because right. uh, Just because it's the kind of games that I enjoy, and I, I loved, like, Halo multiplayer online whenever I was younger, but now I'm just, like... I don't have the time to stay competitive at any video game. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm like, I look at um, Age of Empires 4. I'm like, man, I really want to pick that up, but I just want to do the campaign. I never <laughs> want to play an online match in my life. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something they struggled with was, like you said, kind of like how fast games are progressing in like 1996 to all the way through the mid aughts. Because, um, yeah, like when they announced the game, people were still using Windows 95 and the Xbox hadn't been created yet or released yet. Like, that's when they announced the game and when the game came out it was 2011 like just Christ. so much happened in that time all watching... three halos came out yeah and i think yeah. reach two probably yeah. I, I don't know when reach came out but he's, it's just like yeah they're trying they're trying to like perfect the pool table in duke nukem just in case somebody wants to touch it at some point meanwhile halo was released three games they're just Four like games. oh fuck oh Re fuck reach oh, was fuck. reach was released in 2010 so yeah okay yeah it's like oh gee fuck 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 Every time they would, like, start to get ahead and be, like, more attractive than, like, the game that's right next to them, they would get bogged down in all these new systems that Brossard wants to add into it. It's like, well, the pool table's not right, the beads aren't right, the whatever's not right. Um, yeah. So then by the time they got those things set up, um, they're no longer graphically, like, on par with the person next to them. Just because things are evolving so fast, right? Like, you can't stop and make, like, a million different things into your game. You need to just choose a date and release it. Or else you're just gonna fall yeah. behind. So they 
I had to scrap the entire game and rebuild it on a new engine like three times just because they kept their engines just became out of date over and over again. Yeah. Um, uh, one point they like actually switched to the <laughs> which under- I mean Skyrim Skyrim released with like basically the Oblivion engine. <laughs> like, it was uh, just like yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> yep. It released with the Morrowind engine. Morrowind engine, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, and they're like, the yeah, crea- it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think the creation engine still is is the like balsa wood stilts that are like barely holding up Fallout seventy six right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I mean that's that's my theory on why six is being delayed forever is because they're actually like starting from scratch with an engine or something uh yeah and like they were able to put out those other massive games faster because they relied on uh, older parts which with a new engine they just wouldn't necessarily be able to do but yeah we'll have to wait and see yeah uh at one point they actually kind of got close to like what would be good uh, I'm not sure exactly which year, but this is like before 2010 for sure, because that's when Randy Pitchford came on the scene. This is back when Brossard's still in charge. And um, at one point, they switched to the Unreal Engine and did a promo at E3, and everyone's like, hey, Duke Nukem Forever might actually be good. This looks good right now. And uh, this should have been the time where they just stopped adding new balls on the pool table and all these other dumb gimmicks and just polish the game and release it because this, yeah, this is yeah. this is when ron howard stops the scene and it says it wasn't good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah duke Nukem's ready to come out it wasn't <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly well the thing is it might have been ready to come out but brossard just like kept they have all this money because they have the shareware thing um they leased out like their engine to certain games and stuff so every time a game is being sold they're getting like a portion of that so they have this income take two is like their their um publisher but since they're not giving them much money they can kind of just tell them hey fuck off we'll get it out when we get it out yeah Um, yeah so brosser had an awful habit of seeing mechanics in other games and then like adding them to duke nukem forever um, so the staff had like a running joke where they'd hide new releases from him because they wanted just to be able to finish a fucking game. <laughs> Some of them have started and finished their career and like never released a game. Yeah. Saints Row 3 of- lets you beat a guy to death with a giant dildo. I want it in my game, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the office staff had like, they had a plant within like the janitorial staff where it's just like, okay, so like, Every single day, you need to replace Brossard's calendar with an identical calendar that has the exact same amount of days crossed off. He cannot know that it is not 1999 anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like 2008. He's just like, for the love of God. If, if he goes anywhere near a computer, you are uh, contractually obligated to dump your mop bucket onto that computer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to get down Mr. President him at any turn. He's just like, don't tell him what a cell phone is. Yeah. Some of the things were really cool, like um, like trying to add more narrative. Like Half Life came out in this time. I think both Half Lives came out in that time. And both did, yeah. yeah. And so did Episodes One and Two. Episode right. Two came out in two thousand seven. Yeah. <laughs> so like sometimes he would grab cool things from other games that actually would make sense to add to his game. But like at a certain point, you saw a game with a snow level, and he's like, "We need a snow level," even though there's like nothing in the story that would bring him to like a place with snow. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. Let's 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 restart this whole level we need snow because other well, people i snow. mean mr brossard might have had something here though because i hate it when you're playing a video game and it's like oh no snow level like <laughs> i don't even want to play it anymore if i get halfway through and they're like i think it's got to be in the first half i gotta see snow or else i'm at the best I'm part about an ice level is when it fucks up your movement right like where you, ret- <laughs> yeah. where you retain momentum i love yeah. that shit yeah. exactly somewhere about like 12 years in um they 
kind of just had to pull the the plug on it. They said, you know what? We're not going to be able to release a game. Take two uh, starts to sue them for not releasing. I think Randy Pitchford comes on the team around now and just says like, okay, what do we got? We'll put it out. We'll figure it out. I like the fact that some, some publisher, I, I think that I think two K is based out of Europe or whatever was just, was just like, no, you owe us the game <laughs> yeah. with the 69th president in it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of doing this off memory right now. So the, the, it might be switched around a bit, but take two definitely sued, um, Brossard and Miller, um, for not releasing the game. Uh, they lost a bunch of staff like around this time too before they from old age. <laughs> yeah, well, like people who've been working for ten years and don't have a single game on their CV. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, they were paying less too because they're still stuck in the nineties. They had eighteen people working on the game when like other AAA companies have like fifty to a hundred. Right? It's like, yeah. Come on, what does a quarter pounder cost? Twenty five cents? What do you need a raise for? <laughs> He's defrosted. Yeah, we, got, we got Duke burgers in the freezer if you got to eat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Randy Pitchford just comes around and finally helps them release what they had. According to people on the team, if the game felt a lot more like um, a bunch of like separated tech demos rather than a fluid game, it's like this is the whiteboard place, this is the pool table place. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. I've I've played about half of it. I I got to like the dune buggy level or whatever, and yeah. it is very much like. The first level is kind of a regular shooter where he's like fucking the Olsen twins or something. Yeah, or, or, all the or, references are like from the mid 90s too, for some reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it, nothing even made sense to me. And I, I had been born like kind of, or I was like, I was a child during the time it was written. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you get like this, there's the shrink ray level, which admittedly is creative because there's a lot of like puzzles on shelves and shit like that. This, and this then is you, the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater level where you have to do a 540 McTwist over a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they do actually release it. It's not received well. You can play like Duke Nukem 3D for like $2 on Steam and Duke Nukem Forever for $4 on Steam if you want to see how bad it is. But uh, through all those years and all the turnover in the staff and the change in leadership, they just kind of lost what Duke Nukem was. Um, yeah. He used to be kind of tongue-in-cheek, making fun of like American action heroes. And then he just became like a more serious version he like he went from being like a funny arnold movie to steven seagal movie somehow you know <laughs> <laughs> just mean spirited and old is... yeah. yeah 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 so just to show you so, uh, i pulled three quotes uh, just to finish off the episode and three are from duke nukem yep. 3d um and three of them are from um forever and you can see how okay. in 3d there's kind of like a second meaning or a reference or it's kind of like a little bit funny and in forever it's just like vulgar for the vulgar's sake <laughs> yeah, yeah this, okay. this would have been a this would have been a great uh lore boys mailbag game where you did three forever quotes three uh duke duke of 3d quotes and then three lore boys quotes and see which is the most sexist <laughs> <laughs> what i was going to do is i was going to pull action movie quotes from like arnold and like john Van Damme, okay. and then yeah. like say okay do or is it uh, Duke Nukem, Arnold, or Van Damme, or something like that? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. It, it turned out just comparing them to themselves is enough to show you how <laughs> bad the game kind of got. So, like, one uh, is he says in 3D, hmm, that's one doomed space marine. Because there's a 
Space Marine from Doom uh, corpse in the game. So he makes like a little reference and a jab at his, okay. his friends. Uh, at his competition. Yeah. Competition, exactly. yeah. Uh, you're an inspiration for birth control. That's a cool one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool one yeah. Um, okay yeah and this is this is when he, he goes to like a smashed up pharmacy or something and right. and sees you know a pregnancy test on the ground yeah <laughs> and the reference that they live that uh peter mentioned it's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum and i'm all out of gum and that's like yeah a, a very iconic one that that line is also not correct in duke nukem because i've seen the clip and it's just like it's rowdy roddy piper or some shit in a bank with the magic sunglasses on he's like i am here to chew gum and kick ass and i'm all out of bubble gum is like the actual line but the duke nukem one is so much better yeah um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now here's some from the 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 newer version where they kind of miss the mark and it just says my balls your face cool nice. <laughs> cool man uh, i mean gamers get out your notebooks here's some g- classic pickup lines for you higher fans uh, I mean, this, this this is like kind of i guess because it's it they're four halo games deep at this point right yep, yep. so oh, oh yeah so, okay. so he so he should have said if he wanted to live up to the legacy of duke nukem 3d he should have said my balls, your face, Master Chief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could have put a corpse of Master Chief in the game. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can find the reference for this next one because I couldn't. Uh, quit bleeding, pussy. <laughs> That's, uh, this is the part where you fall down and bleed to death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is not predator, a predator. Maybe. Uh, um, but I know there's another line. Do you have? Do you have one about power armor? I can find it. I have uh... no, because I know it. Because I know it's it's just like, hey Duke or Mister President, whatever the fuck he is now. It's just like we've got your power armor here, and it is just like, like dollar store brand Master Chief armor. He's like, power armor is for pussies, and it's just like, yeah, cool man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like five years. <laughs> it's just yeah. ten years after the first game came out. Put it, putting putting video out games water. is for pussies. Yeah, what? <laughs> This is my favorite one. Uh, th- not my favorite one, actually, but I couldn't believe it existed. Uh, when I was looking through, I, it, it really popped out to me. Uh, so this is while slapping alien breasts. He says, got milk. Okay. Great. So and I looked it up, <laughs> and it. there's just some alien titties on the wall. And when you slap them, milk comes out of them. Uh, yeah, there's I, like I alien titties level. like mounted like in a hunter's sh- like cabin. On the wall? It looks like no. it looks like a growth on the wall. It's like a tri titty, like three titties just on a wall. Yeah, there the the alien monster boss, like uh, the level after this one, I think, is the Dune buggy level. The the boss at in this level is like a gigantic alien monster that does just have three huge tits on it. It gotcha. Yeah. Also, so, I I think Get Milk is another '90s reference, right? When it did, is. Yeah. Like, this came out in 2011. Like it, it's yeah. I guess yeah. You're right because they all are '90s. It's I don't know. They just missed the mark. The other one was like fun and more in the time, and this time like all the quotes just felt like so serious and not cool and quit bleeding. Pussy. 1993. That would have been a dated reference for the first Duke Nukem. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was God Milk. Or 1991. Like, it would have been. It came out. God oh, Milk sorry. Came out Duke, with the second Duke Nukem yeah. 3D. Yeah. 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 Would have been dated for 3D. Yeah. Anyways, those are some things if you guys want to play the game uh, probably the best one if you just want to like try out the boomer shooter is uh duke nukem 3d you can get it super cheap on steam uh forever is probably worth skipping unless you want to 
enjoy it in the way that you would enjoy an awful movie or something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's actually $5, it might be worth struggling through in the same way you watch, like, The Room or Birdemic or something like that. There's there's something about... There's something about watching corny movies that I I so often don't feel the same way. Like, it's the story, right? It's, like, the punched-up characters and, like, caricatures of characters. Whereas, like, janky game mechanics and, you yeah. know, frustrating boss fights is not something that I feel like I would get the same enjoyment out of. But if you do, then, hey, more power to you. Yeah, yeah like, str- struggling through shitty controls just to get to the next got milk reference is probably not <laughs> as much fun exactly, as like yeah. having like having some drinks with the lads and watching yeah, the yeah. room yeah, make yeah, fun of exactly. paris hilton in 2011 or whatever like okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well that was duke nukem uh we're we're starting to polish up all the boomer shooters i think if we can hit quake uh we can finally put this to rest uh and wolfenstein, wolfenstein dude wolfenstein yeah, right, yeah the final the final feathers now in our bristling uh bard's cap yep at this point mm-hmm our Yankee Doodle Cat. Yeah. Because he stuck a feather in his head. Yeah, and called it macaroni or something. Right. <laughs> so uh, I guess, Ethan, if you want to take us home. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, if you guys like the show, uh, make sure to let us know by leaving us a review. It helps the show a whole bunch, and you can do it wherever you can find a place to review us. Just shout it into Ether if that's all you got. Uh, you know, stick your face into a pillow and yell about how good the lore voice is. Um, we do. <laughs> Teenage do pre- girls in '90s movies did that. You know, yeah. <laughs> go upstairs, uh, yell about the lore voice. iTunes is better, but if that's all you got, that's all you got. I'm not gonna yeah. poo-poo you. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, click on the link to Discord in the description of this episode, which should be showing up on your app. If it's not, uh, you can head to loreboys.com/about. There's a link to our Discord there. Uh, hop on in and you can request more boomer shooters you want to hear jamie talk about uh bill blaskowitz and uh wolfenstein um then you can request it there we have a channel specifically for it uh if you guys want to support the show financially of course we do have uh patreon patreon.com slash the lore boys where you can uh support the show uh with a little bit of scratch a little bit of cash and we will give you some uh rewards for that support uh yeah newest like... patron at time of recording eric with a k god bless you yeah eric, eric with a k, k the only of our fans who i've met in person i think yes uh probably yeah. a cornerstone um, of the community i might add he's, he's i great. might add yeah. um yeah so uh at time of recording that was a time of release probably wasn't the most recent this might get released out of order too so uh who knows but <laughs> know that know that we did notice um but yeah uh, we got rewards like episode scripts like uh we'll give more weight to your guys suggestions every once in a very very blue moon uh we've done polls on on uh episode topics that we've wanted to do and let you guys decide uh which ones we actually will talk about uh and all that can be found in the discord so head on over to the discord and come talk to us there you could request the olsen twins (laughs) yeah you can request (laughs) the olsen twins um and of course for anybody who doesn't trust uh big patreon we do have lore boys prime uh where we are uh preparing the presidential campaign for the uh 420th president of america uh now we all plan on running so we're going to need a lot of uh, uh campaign aids um you know different advisors different things uh, what we'll need the most, though, is of course somebody to come up with some sort of wormhole device that will either uh, let us uh, travel into the future, so that we can actually be around for the 420th election of the, uh, the president of the United States of America, 
Um, and we will, or, or alternatively, you could have every uh, president, uh, you could develop some sort of device that would let every president age faster, uh, supernaturally fast. So their four years perceived would happen much quicker, maybe in like a year or something. And then we just get through presidents much quicker. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if, I don't know if that's just, us. maybe it's just meth and like maybe we'll just give the presidents meth and then they'll be up all night and they'll get more done <laughs> in the time, like four times as fast kind of thing. And then they'll have one big crash after their term. Right. I, I vote um, for a wormhole because I think like saying anything to harm a president is a felony somewhere. So I'm going to just say wormhole. <laughs> Let's go for wormhole on this one. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure the First Amendment in the United States of America disproves that if it's not a credible threat. So okay. uh, not that we're American anyway, but we'll work on, I mean, that's the least of our legal troubles at this point, as James <laughs> kind of uh, alluded to. So uh, we'll, we'll, wor we'll worry about that little detail. You worry about how to get us to the 420th election of the United that's States right. of America. We can cover uh, all the parties too. Oh, I'm just thinking about it. Like Pete's got the CCP. We could do de Democrat, Republican. <laughs> we'll just cover all our bases. So one of us is going to yeah. win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll be the donkey because I'm I'm I got the biggest ass. I got the biggest donk. If you know what I mean. I'll be uh, the other one. <laughs> and the other one's an elephant. I don't know which is which though. I think the donkey's a Democrat. No, donkey's republic. I don't know. Do you have to know that? Is that going to be on the test for <laughs> president of the, the United States of America? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, gosh. I think that would constitute it. More boys. More boys. My name's James, and before the sound check, we were talking about serious stuff. So I'm going to go real silly. Uh, here's an impression of a cartoon character. Hey, Scooby Dooby Doo, what's up, Doo? <laughs> Your turn. Uh, uh, okay, uh, I'm, my name is Peter, and if I wanted to, we were talking about some some serious stuff earlier because uh, I had a week, but I'm just trying to think of like if I wanted to transplant one Hanna-Barbera character into a different Hanna-Barbera cartoon, which I guess you did the Yogi Bear and Scooby crossover. <laughs> I heard Fred Flintstone in there. I definitely heard Fred Flintstone in there. I guess like but Yabba Dabba Doo and Scooby Dooby Doo. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. God, I wish I could remember what... Um... A third Hanna-Barbera character? <laughs> yeah, George, I'm trying to like, remember, like, George Jetson doesn't have a catchphrase. He's going to be born this year, 2022. Uh, he says, yeah. I gotta I gotta get back to work at the Sprocket Factory. Yeah, what's his uh, boss's name? The robot's Rosie. Yeah, his wife is Jane. Jane. His, his wife, wife Jane. Boy, his Elroy. Wife, yeah. <laughs> Elroy. Judy's uh, his daughter. I wouldn't have got that. Uh, I want to say no, George is his name. George. God, it's gonna bug me. Mr. Uh, Mr. Sprockets. Pink Panther's one. Does he talk? Uh, the, the Pink Panther doesn't speak, but I, I think that's true. like a silent cartoon. Clouseau doesn't speak in that either. <laughs> Pink Panther was played <laughs> by uh, Charlie Chaplin, confirmed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Silent film actor automatically means that they are also mute. They cannot speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> George Judson's boss is Cosmo Spacely, Mr. Spacely. That's, it. That's a great name. Because I know in Harvey Birdman, he's like, hello, ancient ape man. We have come from the distant future of 2002. <laughs> and then like Harvey looks at a calendar and it says 2006. He's like, all righty. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, Ethan, do you have a, a an impression to to finish us off here? Uh, hey, Lois, it's me, Peter. Though. Oh, that was very good. That was, that was very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is yeah. one of the longer sound checks, but I think I'll include it in the end. There's some. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.